right, welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. We're live again, me and Matt Fallon. Uh, we're going to talk about- Wait, live? Yeah, yeah, we're live. Yeah, yeah. So I'll try to edit out the stuff, but hey, what was there, what was there, man? I, I'm just letting you know. Maybe start calling a PR firm here to, to you know, deal with what right. was said earlier. But uh, anyways, um, we're going to talk about Raiders Chargers Monday Night Football, first division game of the year. I'm excited. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good- close battle um it's gonna be tough i i this is the best it's got to be the best i would say quarterback that the raiders are facing if you're talking about a passing quarterback that they're that they've played thus far uh and it's gonna really test out that secondary their uh defensive line is absolutely gonna test out the raiders offensive line um however the raiders are gonna have weapons to spread the chargers out i don't believe that you maybe you could say the Cowboys and you know the Cowboys beat the Chargers, but when you have the weapons to spread the Chargers out, I actually think that's how when they can't like I, it's gonna be tough for them to key in on Waller. Like they're gonna try, they're absolutely gonna try. They're gonna put Derwin James on him. They're gonna put um, a couple other people on him, bracket him. But I don't know if you can. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's the best offense overall that they've played. Um, Eckler, Mike Williams, you know, Keenan Allen, like. No team that we – I mean, you could say the Steelers, but the guy throwing the ball stinks. But, yeah. uh, like, the weapons that the, that the Raiders are facing this Sunday – I mean, Monday, um, combined with the quarterback and the run game, it's the best offense they've played. Because Miami's offense stinks. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's offense stinks. Yeah. And the Ravens were banged up. They had no weapons that game. I right. mean, Hollywood Brown, but everybody else was banged up. No running back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so – I definitely I'm, – I'm nervous about that side because the defense has played good, mm-hmm. but the defense still has those lapses that scare you. But, like, Miami really realistically scored 14 points against them. Like, they, like Gruden spotted them a touchdown, and then they had to pick six. So, yeah, the defense didn't give up much. There was, right. You're, you're saying you're saying the 30 going for it on fourth down on their 30-yard line. You're right. Saying, I mean, that's spotted, okay. a, touch, spotted a touchdown. I, I mean, see. like, here you go, yeah, you know. If That's they had fair. to go a full field, I don't think they would. I agree. So, so Gruden, like that was just Gruden being emotional. But then on the defensive side of the ball for the Chargers, they're good, but they're not as good as they yeah. were a couple of years ago. They were they don't have somebody opposite of uh, Boza that scares you. It's right. Jerry Tillery, I believe, and he's got like one Melvin and a half Ingram. Melvin Ingram yeah. used to be the Raider killer. Like he used to be yeah, the one. Like he he's still, to, yeah, he still did. He still got a sack so on the with the Steelers. <laughs> So I'm very nervous. I'm I'm very oh, like I'm the offensive line. I feel like has struggled, but I do feel like they've done an adequate enough job to win games. And that like I know that people were like they want to pick on the offensive line. Right. And that's the problem. Blah 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 blah. The big the big thing to me is going to be running the ball. I know that so far this season we haven't had to and we haven't been able to. And yeah. like it, we've been okay. We're, we're three and up. You can't complain about it. However we've talked before the season, they cannot be super one-dimensional against good football teams. Yeah. And I think this is the first game where I feel like they have to run the ball to win. And the Chargers are the worst run defense in football. They're ranked 32nd in yards per carry and right. 32nd in yards given up. Mm-hmm. They're giving up 170 yards a game on the ground and 5.9 yards a carry. So Jacobs, if I, I believe Jacobs is going to play based on like what we've seen and heard. Yeah. Um, I bet he's limited. I bet Gruden being Gruden, he's going to split carries with Peyton Barber. Right. So we'll see. And I, I don't, I I don't hate that, that either. Get, yeah. yeah. If they can get the run game going, this is, this is what I'm getting at is they can get that, that will help protect Carr more because then they're not going to be able to key in on the, on the, like every down 
in the Miami game, every down in the Pittsburgh game, these teams were blitzing slash yeah. pass rush. They're, they're not even expecting a run. Yeah. So if you could take Boza and not allow him to just rush the passer every single down, that might limit him a little bit. They're going to have to chip him. I mean, give because he's going to be on Leatherwood, if I, if I, if yeah, I yeah, correct yeah. on that. So you're going to have to have like Boston Moreau out there with him. Or, you know, who, who has not been good in pass pro. No, but uh, I mean, actually, like hot take, Waller's a better pass blocker. But uh, I yeah, think but you that, know, I don't want Waller pass blocking. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, like, you know, yeah, people no. say he can't block, but he's he doesn't do a bad job. No, he's all right. I think I don't think Jalen Richard's gonna be back, but if he was, I would not be shocked to see him mm-hmm. just blocking on the right side of that, you know that line all day, you know, Kenyon Drake is supposedly coming into the season was supposed to be a pretty good blocker. And he's looked pretty awful. Terrible. And, and Peyton Barber, he like, he's never been considered a great pass blocker, but he looked pretty good last week. And that's why he's probably going to get those reps. Yeah. Cause no. they're, they're going to be in trouble with Boza. Boza obviously is going to, is going to have a good game. He always does. Yeah. So I, I think if they could slow him down, don't make mistakes. Like you can't throw a pick six in this game. You mm-hmm. can't, you know, fumble the ball in your own territory. Like those mistakes that the Raiders have gotten away with and, and through three games this season, they won't be able to get away with on Monday. And yeah. that's pretty simple. Like Carr's done a great job. Like, I mean, I, I'll admit it. Like he's had a great season so far. I said this in week eight last year when we talked mm-hmm. and then it went downhill, but like no, no victory lapping yet on him for people. It's like great, great that he's having a good year, but, he has to string together a 17-game season where there's no lapses. And that's for the whole team. Like, the defense, too. The defense has had three okay games. You know, they're due for a dud, and I hope it doesn't come Monday, you know? Yeah. So, a cu- couple things here. Now, what I would what I would get at – and I got to – yeah, a couple things here. What I would get at is I actually like the idea of passing to set up the run. I don't like establishing the run game early because I think that's early. I think the, the Chargers will just be amped up. I think they'll be amped up just going after it. But what I would do is spread them out, right? I don't believe right now that – I mean, you didn't have this option last year when it was Aguilar and a few other guys, Waller. You didn't have the opportunity to have four guys who could hurt you in the past game. Spread out, um, quick game, do that. And then all of a sudden, the Chargers cannot load that box. Then you can run against a six-man front, uh, seven, maybe even a seven-man front. You'll be able to run against them. They were actually able to do a few things last year or last game, and Drake was kind of not seeing it. If uh, Tape Don't Lie did a great breakdown of like Peyton Barber versus Drake, just witness, just following his blockers and and trusting the hole that the line's creating for you. But um, also on on defense, uh, the test to me is not going to be so much covering um, the Chargers. I think that I think they'll do an okay job at that. They're gonna they're gonna they can't just sit back because guys like Keenan Allen and uh, and Eckler, they'll, those are the guys they can pick you apart with. If you sit back, they can pick you apart. They're smart. Yeah, those little eleven yard. Yeah, routes. they can do that for you. You're gonna have to make pressure Herbert, and not so much. I'm not even saying that from the front four. I'm saying confuse him a little bit. He can still be confused. I saw him make really dumb mistakes all year. He's made some really dumb mistakes at key points. You have to confuse him with the coverage. Gus Bradley should know how to do that. He he saw him last year, and what I mean he, is he's being put, Herbert's being put on a pedestal a little bit by NFL fans because. Even Patrick Mahomes gets confused. Like, it's possible to confuse these guys. Like, Mahomes looked pretty bad, like, at the end of the game last week. You know, like. Oh, yeah. No, Mahomes hasn't been that good this year. And here's, and here, like, I mean, for his own standard. I mean, now I expect him to wake up. But here's the thing. With, with Herbert, he can, 
where Herbert hurts you is when you do confuse him. He doesn't like what he sees. He can scramble. He throws the deep ball off the scramble. He does not throw the deep ball from the pocket. That just doesn't happen. He doesn't throw. He doesn't take a you know three, four step drop, sit back on his back foot, throw it deep. And they don't even really have their wide receivers to do that. They have Mike Williams, but he's not the biggest downfield threat. He's more of a contested catch guy. And they don't really have that wide receiver that that scares you out of that. Um, Jared Cook is still decent, but I I mean, he's he's hit the wall kind of a little bit compared to what he was, um, even with the Raiders. But you this team, you just have to one, get them down. I mean, they Jacoby Brissett shouldn't be shaking guys like that in the pocket. And Herbert's 10 times that if if you're talking about like a he's like Big Ben with Abram got his his ankle broke. He's got you got he has the two play the two uh, highlight reel. You can't have defensive plays, but he's. He's playing better, I'll admit. But like, oh, Abram's good this year, man. He's like, just, he's he's ended up on like, come on, man, twice. Yeah, right. That's just that's like I said, Abram is going to be like Draymond Green for this team if he's good. That's going to be he's going to be the guy where he's like three or four dumbass plays where you're like, what are you doing? But he's also going to make the most savant like great tackle, and he did. He made a few great tackles on screens. Like where I was like, damn, dude, yeah. that's why we and have. I, this well, and I'll say this: like, if him him getting stiff armed and him getting his ankles broken the one major major thing to recognize from that is that he's in the right place like yeah. like he's there he's not he's not getting beat like i would rather have him miss a tackle than like be six yards behind travis right. kelsey right you know um and I've, I've noticed like yeah. the, and i like to to go off of that a little bit with how abram's playing and, uh how everybody pretty much everybody that i thought would struggle is playing good, except obviously Farrell and Arnett aren't getting enough playing time to really judge yeah. them. And when they, and Arnett, when he does play, does get burnt every time. But um, sure, but he's still not a catastrophe. I he's say. he's just not playing much, so you can't yeah. really put anything together with him. But Gus Bradley, like I, I was like I, I was trying to make people be cautiously optimistic, where it's like you know what this it might not change. You know, All like right. you have you're bringing in a defense coordinator. It we're pretty much bringing in the same, virtually the same players. I didn't think like a skeleton of Casey Hayward would be playing as good as he is. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Denzel Perryman was going to be a big difference maker as he has been. Yeah. And I didn't think like that Quentin, Quentin Jefferson was going to be so good. And I didn't think that, you know, like, and those are all things that like over the years we've become accustomed to not expecting good things from our free agents and our rookies. So to add on to that though, Gus Bradley, is so creative on the defense. Like they said, people say, oh, he doesn't blitz. It's just such a simple defense. Mm. He was doing some things last week that were confusing yep. the hell out of Miami. Sure. Like he was using Diablo and different spots on the field. And yeah, he got bored a couple times, but mm. just seeing the creativity makes me happy. Yeah. And like the guys understand it. It's not like Gunther's where you got guys like on the complete wrong side of the field. Right. And then at the end of the game, they don't take any responsibility. They say, you know what? This is what I'm being coached. And yeah. yeah. And you, you haven't heard one ill word about Bradley. And obviously when you win, you don't like nobody's, nobody's blaming Gus Bradley when you're winning, but it's just such a night and day difference as far as where these guys are on the field. You see that Wisconsin fucking touchdown right now. Oh my God. Yeah. Holy this is shit. ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous, dude. How do you let that happen? Oh my God. But anyway, Wisconsin's cheeks this year too, dude. They suck. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I was like, dude, we fucking boat raced them last week in the second half. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, and man, then that's freaking, a, that's a huge uh, game. Michigan that's... though. Michigan's always due for a stinker, dude. Mid season. Yeah. No, that was awful, dude. But uh, yeah, how do you let that one on one happen in the end zone? He's just uh, but like, what's the DB doing? Is he a Raider, bro? Or he's face man? Well, like, but he's... it's like, dude, you should be having two deep safeties in the end zone. All you can do is all you have to do right there is not allow a touchdown. <laughs> like that's all. That's all you have to do. That reminds me of the Packers in the championship game last year at the half. Yeah, Brady. I don't know what. 
what these teams do sometimes, man. Yeah. But well, see, anyways. I think that um, on uh, the key to this game, like I, I it, it sounds so cliche, is the trenches. Like if the Raiders defensive line can get enough pressure on Herbert to make him, you know, uncomfortable um, and help. The, the, the reason that people are like, okay, you know what, like the Raiders secondary is so much better this year. Their linebackers are so much better. The reason that you are saying that is and is because the defensive line is better. That's yeah. how that's how football works. Like they're getting pressure on guys. These guys aren't having to cover the wide receiver for six seconds. Like they're not. You know, the, the linebackers aren't in position to make bad plays because the defensive line is making plays. Yeah. Well, and and so there's a couple things there. So I, I want to I want to get to Diablo in a second too. But the 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 actual defensive line, I would actually kind of not like disagree with you there, but I also do think the coverage is holding up because so- look at what Solomon Thomas's sacks have been. They've all been like three seconds past the thing. That's because That's it's, true. it's been holding up. Like you, you saw Quentin Jefferson's sack where the pocket collapsed on them. Like that last year, first reads open. Those guys are never That's, there. That's true. That's so true. I'll give you that. It's a combination look, of the two because yeah, no, it's a Swiss yes, watch. Yes. The first reads open. Swiss watch. However, yeah. One has in to the work. Past, in the yeah, past, yeah. if it did last three seconds, it would last another couple seconds and the third reads open. Yeah. It looks like a cohesive unit. Is what exactly like, yeah, yeah. like a swiss watch working like one thing breaks nothing works so like you get the uh so diablo too this is really interesting he played like double digit snaps at safety as like a dime safety last week he's playing uh, the, the, the deep safety position a couple yeah times. and he didn't okay like everyone sees the gaseki fourth and 20 that's not good everybody knows that um there was also a part where i believe uh abram kind of kind of should have been there as well like but that was just a busted play too long took too long percent had too long but there were some plays where Diablo was running with guys, man. And um, BD Williams br- uh, brought up a great trait. They gave that guy a single digit number. They don't usually just hand that out. Like single digit numbers, like nowadays you see guys like that. You don't usually see rookies, like especially third round rookies getting single digit numbers. On, <gasps> like oh, they must. I thought, I thought Michigan was going to fumble that. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But then you, but you, Diablo's like, they like Divine Diablo. Like they like him and BD's theory, BD Williams theory is that Littleton got a little heat put on him by that. And that's why Littleton kind of woke up last game. Like you saw Littleton had a, had a probably his best game as a Raider. Littleton for sure had his best game as a Raider. And like, I, I don't think it was particularly close. Like, you yeah. know, he had, he's had so many that you're like, yeah. You know, he looked awesome last week. And I think that you and I have talked about it before where they – and offense, too. Like, last year, defensively, who was their third? You had Farrell Crosby. Now it's Yannick. It's a resurgent Crosby. And it's Nassib who, he, you know, I, who knows? You know, maybe, maybe he just was so stressed out about not being himself. And now he's out. And everybody talks about it on CBS for 45 minutes every time he makes a play. And you know what? He's gay and he's ready and he's happy and he's he's playing good football. You yeah, know? I, yeah. I'm just kidding. It's but, just funny. I mean, I, I mean to, to say to say that that's not at at least one percent true would be it, it's got to be kind of true. It's got to be kind of true. Just like Crosby, right? It's not any different. Like Crosby was, you know, out. It is different, but he's out being like partying every night. Now he's focused on football. Yeah, and he's just, if, yeah, he's just better. Nasib, like he hasn't been able to be himself for his whole life. Like, and then all of a sudden, you know, cool. Now I can focus on football. Like, I'm not worried. Everybody kind of, it seems like the Raiders were a good team for that to happen. It doesn't yeah. seem like anybody's like, anybody's really like, and who knows what's happening behind closed doors, but, and it shouldn't, but it doesn't seem like, it seems like he has a good like environment to yeah. be in. 
to be the first openly gay player. Yeah. Like he's not in Boston. I, I, I would, right. I would feel so bad for him if he was playing for the, you know, those Patriots fans are ruthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's, it's good that uh, he's playing worth his con. Like he's making too much money, but he's playing where you're not like looking at the contracts and be like, wow, that's way too much money. No, I actually like having him there. I'm like, damn, like, I mean, the contract's whatever, but I'm like, okay, this guy's playing, like he's ragdolling people, dude. Like he's, he looks like a Hulk out there. Like, I, I mean, I really thought he had a chance not to make the team. And I thought Malcolm yeah. Koontz would start taking his reps. And right now it's one of those things where I think Koontz will probably, you know, be inactive for probably the whole season, mostly most the maybe the most end of the year. season to come give somebody some relief. But um, it's, they have a good combination of guys rushing the passer Solomon Thomas is playing better than I thought he would. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it's one of those things where we sign him, we get rid of Hurst. I, I, I don't know how Hurst is playing, but I watched one Niner game and I didn't notice him. No, those um, guys don't, don't really do a whole lot for them. Yeah, Hurst, Key, you know. And the difference for the Raiders, I think, is like it seems like the guys are buying in. And like last year, you were getting whispers after every loss of people like not buying into Gunther and, you know, even Gruden was getting some heat from the players. And it seems like this year, like there's like a respect level that they have. And, you know, Ron Milas, you know, has to be doing a good job because those corners are you're not seeing corners like face guarding guys like this guy that was just now in the Wisconsin game where in years past, we would never make a play on the ball. We've had like five or six almost interceptions, like on crazy plays. And like, like, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, but like the Raiders had no ball skills. Like it, it, like they wouldn't even like go for an interception. Yeah. That was DJ Hayden. But that has to do with like Nevin Lawson. That was that was DJ Hayden, DJ Hayden uh, Evan Lawson. Um, uh, Demarcus Van Dyke would always be there, and the ball would be caught. You're like, he's there. Just fucking that's, stick your hand up. That's a good example because I remember is like you're like you, he's gonna turn this around. He's gonna be a decent football player because he's always in the right spot. But he could never make a play ever. Like you not know, and that's yeah. Just yeah. making a play, like that's like that's what I think the theme of the season is yeah. right now so far. Just make a play, right? So like when, whenever the Raiders have needed a play, right? Okay, like on defense in the Ravens game in the overtime, they need a play. Like this this play. game could be over, and uh, Carl Nassib makes his best play as a Raider. Force fumble. Now we're in position to win. Okay, it's third and nine. We need a play. Zay Jones makes a play. Hey, we need a play against Miami, and uh, Peyton Barber breaks off a thirty-one yard run or what, a twenty-four yard run. You yeah. know, and like. So it, I just it comes down. Football is like a, a long game and it's sixty minutes of like grinding. But sometimes it comes down to one play. Did yeah. you make that play? And like the Raiders in the past have not been able to make that play. And it, so in three games so far, they have like the Henry Ruggs bomb. You mm-hmm. know, in years past, that play doesn't exist, and they lose that game. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I'm happy with the way they're playing. You can't yeah. keep winning games the way they are. Like you're not going to win every single close game. Yeah. But I'd like to. I'd like to blow somebody out. Like I was watching that Dallas uh, Philly game, and I'm like, yeah, something like I that. would, I would like that every once in a while. Like <laughs> blow yeah, somebody Chicago out. next week. They should do that to Chicago at home. They should like. There's no. I'm not trying to look forward to next week, but they abs like they are a better team than that team. Well, I think they absolutely have to. Like I mean, yeah. like like what you're saying. You know, I think I think that they need to like to prove that. What regardless of what happens this week, like if the Raiders go out and lose a close game. Yeah. Division games are tough. Like you're yeah. gonna, you're gonna, it's gonna be close. It's gonna be a grinder. Um, regardless of the result, if you go in four and zero, you go in three and one. Chicago, their defense doesn't look as stout as it has. They don't have anybody like that's standing out to me on that defense right now, and they don't have 
a good offense. Like their offense has been one of the worst in football. Not, I, I mean, I don't think it matters who plays quarterback or right. Matt Nagy yeah. holding that yeah. team back. None of those guys but, should scare you. Yeah. Whether it's Justin Fields, a rookie who like pretty much broke a bunch of records of how bad he played. Like, and it wasn't on him, but he got sacked nine times. A little bit of it was. A little bit of it was. Some of it was, but like, yeah. you know, I think not he got say. I, I hate that. Let me say something real fast about Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields. He was, I, he was right there with Lawrence with me. I thought they were like very close. Now, the thing with that is, Dude, Justin Fields, they were there. If you look at some of the all 22 of that, I saw a few good breakdowns. They were showing they did set that now they should have put him on the move more. I'll give him that. But like, dude, there were a couple just five yard dig routes that he just missed. He didn't see the guy. Yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. just my like, thing is like he's a rookie. Plan. It's fine, but it's it's okay to say that like he didn't play well. It doesn't not well, everything. I agree with that. Play. And it's I'm not talking about the overall play on the field. I'm just talking yeah. about how Matt Nagy got like zero creativity for his rookie that can run. Yeah. And like was trying to run the same offense he was running with right. Dalton. And like, yeah. Yeah, I know he, you're not going to be able to adapt. switch the whole, you're not going to be able to switch the whole offense in one week. Right. However, he should have had some plays built in there from the preseason, like whatever. And also the uh, Browns were playing, you know, their defense was playing good. So it's know. not like they're, and they're, they're good overall too, Probably you know, but um, line is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, but see the, the bears, you get Dalton or you get Fields, and I think that like obviously losing that game would be brutal. But I, yeah, I'm that's focused the on one. This that's the too. Falcons. That's the Falcons game of last year, where it's like you are better than this team. Don't lose this game. Yeah, and then we go out and lose by fifty. So or something. So, anyways, let me let's go to the offense here because I'm I'm interested in the offense here, and this is how you blow teams out. I don't believe this is the defense thing. I believe they're going to blow this team out, blow teams out. And I, I'm not talking about the Chargers. Again, we expect a battle. We just expect a battle with the Chargers. I don't care how it looks. Got to win that game. The uh, Now, with the rest of the offense, you have these four guys you can spread out. The Raiders are kind of running like a, a almost a college-style spread offense right now with, with these receivers because they have them. Like, one thing I've noticed more so than anything that has been – I even think it's been better than, like, the defensive line getting pressure is that – Ruggs is better. I think Ruggs strengthened his core, which I believe you see his speed more now because when anybody who knows anything about running and stuff, like I ran a few marathons in my life, when your core is not right, you lose steam quick and you, you don't, you're not able to get through traffic as well. I think he's he just seems smarter too. Like he's he smarter, like he's stronger and car trusts him. If you notice there was a play against rent um, with, this is with Renfro. We know how much car trusts Renfro. He'll throw, he'll throw his, triple coverage to Renfro if he wanted to. We know how much he trusts Renfro and Waller. There was a play where car was under pressure and he just literally threw a duck into the fucking air and it landed right in Renfro's like right in the bread basket. Like it was, it took 10 seconds. To was get that the one where he split on his knees? Yeah. Yes. Everybody yeah, knew I, I, that, that was a great play. Yeah. Everybody knew that like he, he threw that up knowing Renfro was now you started seeing him do that with rugs with that contested catch. And that is beautiful to me. Like that is something where like, you know, one knock I have on cars, he doesn't really trust guys for a while. He's kind of like Gruden in that sense where it's like, I don't trust you until you, really like make a few plays for me but he's made those plays so now like yeah, and edwards has too exactly and 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 you have that and edwards is your fourth option on this team well like, you know what i've noticed with them with the receivers and like with rugs and edwards so like early on in the game you'll see Carr try to four speed wall or just a little like mm-hmm. all, all three games so far the first game it was really aggravating like they waller had like 10 targets in the first half and like three catches then slowly they'll start to involve everybody else. Like their offense clearly is built around Darren Waller. Like they go Darren Waller early, often. And if it's not working last, like in years past, they wouldn't break off of that. 
they wouldn't get off of that. Like they're go- like so like when Walters, he you know he's, I say he's getting shut down. He gets five catches for eighty. You know like that's shutting down Darren Waller. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. He doesn't have to put up numbers because he's number one. But we, right, but he's get he gets shut down early, and the Raiders adjust and mm-hmm. right, and then it becomes the Brian Edwards like uh, Rugs. I don't think he had a catch. In either the Pittsburgh, I mean, I could be wrong, but in, in the first, like he had like one yeah. catch in the first half in each of those games, and then he ended up with five or six catches. Yeah. And they're targeting him, they're targeting him on average right now, seven and a half times a game, mm-hmm. which last year there was games he wouldn't even get a target. So, no, right. Yeah. They, he would, I he like would just that. spread the targets out. Then they can't hone in on one guy. Yeah. Like when you hit rugs deep on that one in Pittsburgh, like that was towards the end of the game, but that opens up your entire offense. Like they're not, they can't just triple team Waller in the middle, you right. know, and Renfro, no, yeah. same thing. Renfro's like, if you get Renfro one-on-one, he's shown that he's going to beat his guy. Absolutely. So you, you have that and you have a quarterback who like, like, again, whatever your opinion on him is, is like, he's a smart quarterback. Derek Carr's a smart quarterback. Like he is, he's not dumb. Every, like whatever your opinion on him, he's, he, he makes the right reads. Now, no, and be- I think he's smart. And I think sometimes like, I mean, this sounds really, really dumb, but I think that sometimes, he was too smart. Yeah. No, he and that, and to make a play. He was too scared to make a play because he's like, no, it's not there. He was yeah, too yeah. smart. You know, and like, I, I know that sounds really dumb. And like, no, I agree. You know, but he was like, hey, instead of me making, I'm going to make this four yard play. You he's, know? Going off of, he's going off of confidence and intuition a bit more now than he was off his like brain. He was just like, oh, no, that's not there. I can't throw that. And it's like, no, no, no. This guy's really good that I'm throwing to. I should throw it to him. He's better than the guy covering him. And I've always thought he had, I've always thought arm talent wise, I've always thought Carr was in the top 10. When he steps into that throw, when he, when he because he used to loft the ball back in the day. Now you see him when he really needs to step in, plant that back foot, and rip it. He has as good an arm as anybody in the league. Like it's it's really good. So, but then Andre James, that's uh, uh, Andre James is the is the problem with this team, man. Like that, uh, true. Illuminor and um and uh what's his name Simpson have been playing decent pass pro, decent, not great, decent pass pro for what they are. Yeah, for what they are. Andre you James, signed your, you say signed Illuminor. One week before the season, yeah, he's, as, doing, as a he's a godsend. A godsend. As a backup. Yeah. Like that godsend. guy's not supposed to be good. Yeah. Colton Miller. Andre James, the guy yeah. that you said, hey, you know what? He's getting the reins from an all pro Rodney Hudson, and we're going to give him an extension before he even steps on the fucking field. Yeah. That's the guy that's supposed to be anchoring your line in the middle. Yeah. And he can't snap the ball. Like, that's he like, can't like, snap the ball. Yeah. That's going to fucking bite us, dude. We're going to be in a close game against somebody and he's going to fucking snap the ball over Carr's head. Yeah. Takes you out of field and goal range, anything. Yeah. When yeah. that happens, mm-hmm. I guarantee Gruden's going to start looking at other options. You have to. And I, you can't. Nick I, Martin I, isn't, a, isn't a good other option, but no, yeah, I, don't I, think I, I think he can snap the ball to Derek Carr. I think I don't can. think Nick Martin could be worse than Andre James. No, he can snap the ball to him. There, Nick Martin has a track record of in an NFL game snapping the ball to the quarterback. He's not going to get blown up on every single play. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like Andre James, actually, like in pass pro, there's some reps where I'm like, okay, I, I I understand that. But like in the run game, absolute sieve and snapping the ball, he just gets blown up, dude. He gets yeah, pushed yeah. off of his freaking back. Yeah, that's what I, I don't mean. know. He's not yeah. he's not strong enough to be an yeah. NFL center. I agree. Like actually, like I was talking to my dad about it because I'm like Andre James just seems small, right? Yeah. But if you look at Andre James versus Rodney Hudson size wise, it's not that different. No, it's like just they're, they're, yeah. they're very close, but Rodney Hudson is a strong son of a bitch. And yeah. Andre James is not. No, it's, and, and it's just like, you know, I, I just, this year, I didn't want to go through growing pains with that center. Like I would have been okay. If had you're they a good kept... playoff team, you don't want to do that. 
I would have been okay if they were like, and look, Nick Martin didn't have a good preseason, but like you, you'll see, I could see Nick Martin where you're like, okay, we still have Andre James. We're still, we still feel okay. You told me I feel okay about having Andre James. I'm still going to give him another year. Cause they didn't have to pay him for another two years. It was ridiculous to just keep him as like, you're still your understudy and be like, let's just see what we have here. It's no harm to keep him on the roster as our backup swing lineman, whatever, play a little guard. If he has to, if, Do you think if, Morrissey could be, worse than Andre James because I don't I don't I don't want to see that quite yet even though I did I'm like just saying that. though yeah yeah, yeah I, I, I think it could be just as bad as all I'm saying that's sad though like it's like yeah. dude, you're like this undrafted free agent out of Pittsburgh well, they're both undrafted I mean like, I know, they're both like, like, yeah you know what I mean yeah no I, I see what you're saying and like look like that's that's just that's the thing that, that that scares me about this team I think everywhere else like if you compare it to the rest of the league like they're pretty good like they're pretty yeah, good. no I, I like like, they're pretty good. Like, yeah, do they have the best corners? No. If Casey Hayward goes down, that gets interesting. And he does every game, if you noticed. Him and Mullen, every single game, got trainers going to them. I'm a little scared of that. But I it's just that's the nature of the game. Hayward's a little bit old. He's always cramping up and stuff. I am a little scared of it. If you have um, Mullen, Arnett, if it goes back to what we had last year, I'm a little more nervous of teams testing them. Well, you know, you know, uh, Nixon's coming off the IR soon. Oh yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Which yeah, that's that's good. And actually, I didn't even think about this. What the hell happens to that linebacker core when Nick Morrow comes back, and even Javin White? What do you, uh, it's a good problem. It's a good problem to have. But- it's a good problem, and I think the odd man out is is Kwiatkowski. Yeah, I agree. Because I you and, know what? I think last year, last year Kwiatkowski is one of those guys. Last year that he got a little too much praise for what he was because the defense was so bad. I thought he was all um, right. I thought, yeah, I, I thought he was all he right. Was, he played well. He played well, yeah. but the defense was so bad. Like, when, like people like to look at the tackle numbers. And they like to say, you know, this guy had 12 tackles. He's great, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. as far as Bradley's scheme goes, well, his linebackers have to be a little more athletic. Well, he fit the Gunther scheme more than he fits the Bradley scheme too. Look that, at those Seattle. Look at those Seattle linebackers, dude. Seattle they're linebackers athletic. aren't big. Aren't, aren't big clunky white guys. Like they just aren't. Like you know what I mean? They're like, athletic. Those, yeah, you want guys ranging. You want like elk and deer guys, like trim. So and, I, I think yeah. honestly that he could be a trade candidate, and like that's you know we, in football there's not that many. I do but it. He could be a guy that he could be a guy that like uh, you know where he would fit Buffalo. Yeah, fifth or sixth rounder, just like sixth rounder, conditional. It doesn't matter. So just get I could see that happening, yeah. like when like those two guys come back, where they're like, yeah. okay, we don't want to, we want White and Morrow. Oh yeah, White, Morrow, Perryman, Littleton, Diablo, uh, and Diablo. You, know, you, you could even go Diablo to safety if you have to. Like you can move those guys around. It's not. It's not like you know Diablo is showing he's able to. I mean, this team, the fact that they're trusting a third round pick to play dime safety, you know what I mean, and then a uh, fifth round pick to play slot corner, like. The, that's what Bradley did with Desmond King. Like he has a, he like they, they trust these young guys, which I do like Gus Bradley is not one of those earn your keep guy. He just, if he's good, I play him. That's what I like about Gus Bradley more than any noticed Amick at all. Has he been playing? I haven't really noticed him, but uh, I've seen uh, he's gotten some snaps. Amick Robertson. Yeah. He's coming a little bit, which I, I, that's fine. Like I, I still like him as an emergency slot. Like that's fine with me. Like I, I I'm, I'm just not- happy. We're not watching Tanner Muse. Exactly. Exactly. And like, so, you know, that's, that is what it is. And, uh, one more thing I wanted to talk about is: Did you see Vinny's tweet today? So I'm blocked, but I've saw a lot of reactions. Okay, well to I'll, I'll read it. it. I'll read I wanted to talk about it because it made me mad, dude. It made me mad. What did like, you say? So, so here, let me uh, let me pull it up here. Um, so I, I got oh, my I, thoughts on that guy, but I'll, I'll yeah, leave it no, no, no. I don't, I don't even, I don't even want to bash the dude, even though I'm not like the biggest fan. Actually, like kind of all the Raiders beat writers are pissing me off. Like Marcus Johnson brought up a really good point. He was like, 
he was like, okay, Divine Diablo is not looking bad at dime safety. Do you think this is the first time he's trying it? No. Why did we never hear he was playing safety in camp? He goes, he that might be something playing. that Gruden. There, I, I think there's things that Gruden. No, but like you're really. on the field. You're on the field. Like there's press windows. There's no way Diablo knowing the communication at safety when you know what I'm saying. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like like I'm, well, no, like, but like why why do the Raiders like we'll get to the, this tweet in one second, but like when anything happens for the Raiders. Rappaport, somebody yeah. has it before anybody local, and that's not like that with every other team. Well, look where the coach and the GM came from, TV. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you have – Okay, what did Vinny say? He said something oh, about – uh, I got it, I got it. So he says, I've been covering the Ra- – he always tags the Raiders like he wants a retweet. Like, uh, uh, covering <laughs> covering the at Raiders now for two years. Like, yeah, RT this, bro. Like, follow follow Friday, Vinny Bonsignor. Uh, but co- covering the About two Raiders. years, Vinny. Yeah, covering the Raiders for now for two years. I'm continually amazed at how much looking back gets done by fans, comparing what's happening now to two, three years ago to justify certain positions or opinions, as if any of it matters one iota this year. Turn the page already. So let me let me start with this. I, I got to go off. Okay, you've been covering the team for a 7-9 and nine and 8-8 eight and eight season. Yeah, I'd probably be like, yeah, guys, what's the big deal? Like they're ascending, you know what I mean? What's the big deal? You didn't, you didn't, you weren't here for Stanford route. You weren't here for fucking ju- getting excited about Justin Fargus rushing for a thousand. That's, that's not even it. Yeah. Though, that's you don't, not even it. We got homeless guys wearing fucking Jerry Porter jerseys, picking out garbage cans because they bought Jerry Porter jerseys, not hating on Jerry. That's, Porter. Not, that's not even it though. It, the, yeah. the, the simple fact is they went seven to nine and eight and eight. You're you, you he was covering the teams yeah. when they went seven to nine, and eight and eight. Yeah. How did they start those years? <laughs> yeah. Even in those years. You yeah. fucking idiot. Yeah. I'm sick of that guy, dude. Yeah. How no, did you start those years? Yeah, it's funny because it's like my thing is. So, so like, guess what? They're three and zero this year. They haven't done shit. Yeah. No. And and like I will say, it looks better to me this year. It does. There are things last year. It looked better last. Year. No, they're playing better. D. Like I'm just saying. Like there's more. I'm just saying. I'm just saying though. Like when yeah, they yeah. when they don't blow it this year, that's when the fans will be yeah. happy. And you know when I turn fine. the page? When I turn the page is when they say the Raiders have clinched a playoff berth. I fucking exactly. turn the page. I turn the page. The page gets the grandstanding bullshit. I'm sick of that crap, dude. And and like, Like, oh, cool. You were there. You're the first one to be positive. Congratulations. Guess what? When they win, I'll be just as happy as you. Happier because I'm a fan that I watched the shitty years. And the fan base, though, they, they, I got people victory lapping Derek Carr in my mentions. Okay. Guess what? I'm ecstatic that he's playing good. I'm not mad that he's playing good. Yeah. I want him to continue to play good. And, Victory lapping after three weeks is a very, very yeah. risky thing to do. The risky move. I'm just going to leave it at that. Last year, people were victory lapping me. Oh, you said the Raiders were going to suck. They're six and two, and guess what? They finished eight and eight. Yeah. So yeah, I guess what? I'm pred- I'm predicting a win Monday because I'm a hater. Thirty-one yeah. twenty-one Raiders. Oh, ten point win. You're great. You turned the page. You you took Vinny's advice. I took Vinny's advice. We're not losing <laughs> anymore. I don't think we're going to lose another fucking game. Yeah, I, I you know I'm gonna predict the win too. I'm I'm gonna go 33-30 Raiders. I think it's a shootout. 31-21 yeah. with a Herbert pick six. Yeah. All I'm saying, man. All I'm saying is this, dude. Like you, where was Vinny when you were, we had an offense with you know like not even Jamarcus Russell, like Andrew Walter, fucking Javon Walker. You know, paid. Were you there for the 73 yard field goal, Vinny? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, where was this, dude? Like, it wasn't there. Where was he when Jason Campbell broke his collarbone and we had to put Kyle Bowler in the game and then trade two first round picks for Carson Palmer? Where were you? He was here last year when we got walloped by the Falcons. He knows. He knows the heartbreak. That's what I'm saying. 
He wants to work for the Raiders so bad. He wants to reach. He, wants he tags to, the team. He tags the team, bro. And yeah. then, you know what? Like I, I said, I, I, I was being a dick, but I was like, every time something gets tweeted, and I, I go, oh, Vinny needs to confirm. He never retweets anything that's news. Yeah. He, he confirms other people's shit, and then he, you know, then the whole thing with Phil and whatever. But like, dude, like you're not like three years ago, you were covering the Rams, and you were giving handies behind the fucking training facility. Is that right? I don't know. I just made no. that part up. But like, you know, like he was all over that team three years ago, you know, and dude, I, honestly, like a beat writer, like I like to fur because he will, he'll say like what it is. And yeah. like, he's not always positive. You he's can't do that if you're a he's beat been writer. Here a while. Yeah. You can't do that if you're a beat writer though. You're not a fan. Yeah. Okay. It's like, dude, dude, like how do you, how do you, okay. You just look, all you gotta do is when you start covering a team, Vinny Bonsignor, I just signed on to cover the Raiders for what is he like a Fresno B or some shit. I don't even remember who he covered. Something, you know, something like that. So say you get your job and you're like, okay, let's start learning about this team. You look at like the record over 20 years and you're like, okay, not great. Not great. Mm -hmm, that sucks. Okay. Terrible. Look in the draft history and you're like, why are fans so damn mad? Like, I just don't get it. And you're like, dude, put two and two together. We're not mad. We're just skeptical. I'm happy to be 3-0. and I'm very happy. And if they win, if they go 4-0, and I'm not going to lie. I might start turning the page. 4-0 and is pretty well, fucking we, had, we, had, we didn't have a first-round pick get a second contract until Colton Miller for like yeah. 20 years. We're 20 years. PTSD, man. We got PTSD. We got to work through it. This is therapy right now. This season could yeah. be therapy. And but you know what? Like, my thing is, like, with fans and writers, okay, being ultra pop and that's fine. I mean, I do think that the positive fans in this fan base get a very bad rap. Like, it's like, you know what? If you're happy that you're with your team and you think they're going to win, great. Mm -hmm. And I've done it before where I'm like, how can you, you know, I'm negative, negative, negative. And it, it usually comes out off of like back-to-back -back losses or something. But, right. you know, if you're positive about your team, great. You're a fan. That's what you're supposed to do. Fan stands for fanatic, which means you're a fanatic. It's silver and black for life. Yeah. We're not going to... um. We live and breathe this shit. We live and breathe. So the reason why. you're spending your Saturday talking to fucking me right now. Like, yeah, like, yeah, we love, right. this shit. we love this shit, dude. Like, I'm not going to like, I, I, I love, I love the Raiders, man. I love them. Here's the thing. We all have those family members that we love, but sometimes we don't expect great things from, you know what I mean? Right. But, but a fanatic, right. Uh -huh. A fanatic, which is a fan is different than a beat writer. Yeah. And it's since we moved to Vegas, there's this thing where it's like everybody's trying to become that, you know, Raider employee mm -hmm. and they want they want to be positive, positive, positive. You know what, dude? Like, I, I don't like Kawakami. And no, God, no. there's different reasons. But when he when Davis was like tearing this team apart, he was he called him out and got kicked out of the press conference. Right. He was doing his job. Yeah. I and, agree. you know, like these guys, they're not going to lose their job by being ultra positive, but they lose the respect of the fan base because you come in here and you tell me how I'm supposed to fan because you haven't been here. Like yeah. you haven't saw you haven't seen the Raiders fucking draft Darius Hayward Bay yeah. in the top fucking 10. You didn't see Jamarcus Russell over high on codeine yeah. running around the field looking like a walrus. You yeah. didn't see all that. Yeah, you didn't see yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. so what are you doing trying to tell me how to fan? Yeah, and like, also, like, what is a beat writer do, do, doing that for anyways? Tell me the fucking news on the team. Don't tell me how to be a right, fan of the yeah. team. Tell me the things I need as Who's a fan. Who's doubtful? Of Who's yeah. questionable, motherfucker? Yeah, because yeah, you don't know. You don't You don't know anything because Gruden doesn't even like you, motherfucker. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, straight up. We'll end on that. That's it. I don't want to be writers any longer. Vinny, come on the show and debate it if you really care. Like, so, uh, if you want to teach me how to be a fan. No, fuck no. I don't even want him on the show. But I will. Hey, if he said I'll come on and I'll tell you how to be a fan, that's fine. I don't give a shit. Like, but I, yeah, I, what's the guidelines? Bring the rules. 
Yeah, bring the rules. Show me the fan. Write the fan the how to be a Raiders fan by Vinny Bonsignor. Two years of covering a team, and I, I know how to be a fan. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> this is this is Rock Vegas. Uh, so Matt, you're sticking with 31-21. I'm sticking with 33 to 30 Raiders. Raiders are gonna win on Monday night football, prime time at a home game at SoFi Raider Nation. I hope everybody down there's loud. I, I know they will be. So um, yeah, that's uh that's it for us. He's at Fattest Mallon on Twitter, and I'm at Glenn Rockney on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to the channel. This is pretty much just a sports channel now, so just keep going with that. Um, it's going to be all uh, – I'm going to do some NFL coverage too. Uh, you got to hop on with me to talk some regular NFL too because I do some other stuff like that. I'll do uh, regular NFL. I watch all these. Yeah, exactly. No, it's fun. Just talk, you know, like I, I got some fun stuff I do. So anyways, um, all right, guys, that, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Uh, we got a little time for you guys to consume this before uh, Monday. So uh, maybe even on your Monday morning commute, if you wait to, to get this, that's totally fine. All right, guys.